Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk and daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. morning, I'm actually going to talk about the importance of coming together. And so I actually have a confession for you this morning as we've been confessing and and repenting. I have a confession for all of you. Um, If you have not known this about me, I am an introvert. What that means is I like being alone. I enjoy my quiet time. When Melissa and the kids go away, if they're gone away for something, and people say to me, hey, Chad, I know your family's away. Why don't you come over to our house for dinner? Why don't you hang out with us? My response a lot of times is, hey, thank you so much for the invite. I have plans already, and those plans are a movie in my basement with a pizza by myself. Now, many of you might not be an introvert, but I am an introvert. Now, I enjoy, just to clarify that, I also enjoy spending time with my kids and my wife. That, to me, is not, like, intrusive. That, to me, is, is okay. And so just to clarify, if people are like, does he actually like hanging out with his family? I do. I do like hanging out with my family. That, to me, is still my introvert bubble. But here is what I found out in the last couple of years. What I have found out in the last couple of years is I actually need people in my life. I've realized how much I need people in my life, how much that I need to engage with others and gather with friends and be together and hanging out with one another. And so this morning, as we continue in our series on Engage, I want to talk to you about engaging with the church. Engaging with the church. And we do this because it's actually healthy for us. We do it because it's what God has called us to do. Now, I know that the moment we talk about, or you've seen it on the poster, engaging with the church, many of you probably thought, oh, they're going to like nail us for volunteering. Probably, eventually. But this morning, I'm not talking about that. This morning, I want to talk about gathering together and engaging with one another. Do you know that Proverbs 27 verse 9 says this? A sweet friendship refreshes the soul. A sweet friendship refreshes the soul. And you've been a part of these friendships. These are the friendships that when you get together for coffee and you, the moment you walk in, you feel joy. You feel a peace. And when you leave the conversation, you feel energized and renewed. You walk away almost skipping. All the guys know exactly what I mean. You have a cup of coffee with a friend and you just skip your way out of the coffee shop. Proverbs 27, 10 says this, better a neighbor nearby than a relative far away. I don't know about you, my family lives very far away. They're about a six and a half hour drive with kids. It turns into about 12. Not quite as bad, probably about eight. But that's why friends are so important to me. And this is what I've realized over the last two years. 
is the friendships and engaging with one another is what actually helps us. It renews us. It strengthens us. That's why when God created Adam, he realized it wasn't good for him to be alone. 1 Thessalonians 5.11, it says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. Engaging with each other is healthy for us. Engaging with somebody else is healthy for you. It refreshes you. Being connected with others gives you the opportunity to encourage and be encouraged. All it takes for me, there's a moment in life where when we are encouraging other people, all I need in my life is a moment to hang out with some friends because here's what happens. If I am down, those friends will encourage me. And then there's moments where I'm down and I connect with some friends and I find out what's going on in their life and it's not that their life is falling apart but all of a sudden I realize what's bugging me isn't as big as I thought it was. And the moment I turn my eyes off of myself, the moment I connect with friends, the moment I engage with other people, that is when God can speak to me and through me to help encourage other people. This is why it's so important for us to connect together. Jesus knew the importance of us walking together and doing life together. In Luke 10, the whole chapter is Jesus sending the disciples out. But in verse 1, we says, it says this, After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. Jesus sends his disciples in twos, not because there was a flood coming. He sent them in twos because it's better to do life together. It's better to do ministry together. It's better to walk together so that they can encourage each other in difficult times. And we see from the beginning, Jesus did not want his followers to be spectators. He wanted them to be involved. He wants us to be involved in the ministry. He tells them that he's sending them as sheep among the wolves. A sheep among wolves. This is why we need to walk together. As we've already prayed that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the powers and the authorities of darkness. You need somebody to walk with you. So that when you are weak, they will pick you up. They will hold you up. They will strengthen you. This is what the church is for. This church is meant for us to do life together, to hold one another up. Do you know what I saw this week? Here's what I saw, and it's just kind of perfect timing, and it wasn't meant for this, but as we announced that small groups are starting, a group of men from a small group of our church called and said, hey, can we use a room? We need to pray together and encourage one another. So they met here, and they prayed, and they encouraged one another. This is what the church is for. This is what small groups is about. This is engaging with one another and doing life together. The moment that you believe that you can do this on your own is the moment that you've stepped into trouble. The moment you say, actually, Chad, I'm good. I can do church from home. I don't need to be in small groups. I don't need to be connected to others. You are setting yourself up 
for struggles. You're setting yourself up for failure. Well, Chad, I don't think you can say it that bluntly. I think I can. Maybe not tomorrow. Maybe not in a week or a month from now. But if you try to live a life for God on your own, it will fall apart. Because he's designed it for us to do life together. This is how we engage with the church. Ecclesiastics 4 verse 9 and 10 says this. Two are better than one. We can actually just stop right there. But two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and no one has no one to help them up. I've been in both places. I've been in places where I have fallen and I had nobody to pick me up. I didn't have friends around. They kind of walked away because of decisions I made. It was my own decisions, but when I had fallen, they weren't there to help me up. And it took me a long time to get up. And then a few years later, many years later, one of those friends, they fell in the same way that I did, and I was there to help them up, and they asked me why. Because they confessed to me. They said, Chad, I turned my back on you, and I walked away. And I said, I know what it was like to try to walk that alone, and that's why I will not walk away. You were here. You are in this room. You're part of this church to help the person sitting in this room, to sit beside you, to sit across from you, wherever it is. You're here to help them up and to walk with them and encourage them because maybe... Maybe you're standing today so you can help others up. But in the moment where you're not the one standing, you're going to hope that somebody is beside you to help pick you up. We do life together. I'm not sure how you've made it through the last couple of years. But I know that I've made it through with God and friends. God's design is for us to do life together. He wants us in friendships. The last couple of years, when we lived at our old place before we moved, there was friends of ours that just lived a couple streets over and they would go for a walk. And it just started happening where we had unplanned visits those unplanned visits would turn into bonfires. Those unplanned visits would turn into barbecues. Those unplanned visits were turned into pool parties. Those unplanned visits turned into friendship. And it's a friendship that got me through. I think we need to get back to a place where unplanned visits are okay. That whatever shape your house is in is okay because you live there. An unplanned visit is okay at my house because we live there. I say that. Melissa's not listening. (laughs) 
We live there. If you come to our house and the front door is not covered in shoes, we knew you were coming. If you come to our house and down in the living room, there's not a pile of clean laundry, we knew you were coming. Because if you're like us, there's always laundry. And you want to know what that's called? Life. There's always dirty dishes. Why? Because we eat. No comments. I have to defend my wife. A few weeks ago, she talked and she was preaching and she covered for me because I wasn't well. And she said she wasn't a good cook. I told her that everybody in the room probably was like, yeah, right, Chad looks like you're a good cook. (laughs) And so I'm just defending her that she is a good cook. (laughs) But he wants us to have friends. He wants you to do life together. Romans 10, 12 says this. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourself. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourself. As you look through this room, we're supposed to be devoted to one another. Not just the person sitting beside you, but the person in front of you, the people behind you, the people across this whole room. We are supposed to be devoted and loving to each other. And we're supposed to honor one another above ourselves. Luke 6, 31 says this. Such a golden rule. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Do you want to know what that means for me? And I want to encourage you. Yes, it means respect. It also means if you're wanting somebody to call you, if you're like, Chad, I hear you. I want a friend in my life. I want a friend just to reach out to me. Then do for others what you want them to do for you. Reach out. Honor the person. Call them. Here's the thing. Many times we will hear, like, I just need somebody from the church to call me. I'm asking you to call somebody. I'm asking you that if you're out for a walk and you know that somebody from the church lives in your neighborhood, you see their house, just walk up and knock on the door. Take a few steps back if you want to and just say, hey, I was walking by and I just wanted you to know I was caring for you and wanted to see how you're doing. Turn a walk into an unexpected visit. An unexpected visit can lead to a friendship. A friendship could lead to a support system. This is what we do together. I want to read something to you that shows us just how much we need each other right now more than ever. I'm going to read to you an article from the CDC, the Center of Disease Control and Prevention. And I want you to hear what they say. COVID-19 pandemic has had major effects on our lives. Many of us are facing challenges that can be stressful, overwhelming, and cause strong emotions in adults and children. Public health actions such as social distancing are necessary to reduce the spread of COVID-19, but they can make us feel isolated and lonely and can, be in, can increase stress and anxiety. Stress can cause the following. Feelings of fear, anger, sadness, worry, numbness, or frustration. Changes in appetite, 
energy, desires, and interest. Difficulty concentrating and making decisions. Difficulty sleeping or nightmares. Physical reactions such as headaches, body pain, stomach problems, and skin rashes. Worsening of chronic health problems. Worsening of mental health conditions. Increased use of tobacco, alcohol, and other substance. It is natural to feel stress, anxiety, grief, and worry during the pandemic. So if you're here and you feel that, I just want you to know it's natural. But here's the healthy ways to cope with stress. This is coming from them. I want you to hear healthy ways. And this is so true. Some of you have already done this. I suggested it. If you haven't done this, please do this today. Take breaks from watching and reading and listening to news stories, including those on social media. You know, without having social media on my phone, it's really made my life a lot better. It's good to be informed, but hearing about the pandemic consistently sorry, can be upsetting. Consider limiting news to just a couple of times a day and disconnecting from your phone and TV and computer screens for a while. Take care of your body. Take deep breaths. Stretch or meditate. Remember when we did the hearing God just a few weeks ago, we talked about meditating on God's word. I encourage you to meditate on his word. Try to eat healthy, well-balanced meals. Exercise regularly. Get plenty of sleep. Avoid excess alcohol, tobacco, and substance use. Make time to unwind. Try to do some other activities you enjoy. I want you to hear what they say. Connect with others. Talk with people you trust about your concerns and how you're feeling. Connect with your community or faith-based organizations. It's interesting how the world is catching up with what the Bible tells us. That connecting with others is actually healthy for you. That connecting with faith-based Faith-based people is healthy for you. It's healthy for your heart. It's healthy for your mind. It's healthy for your spirit. Hebrews 10, 23 and 25 says this. Let us hold unswavering to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. We're supposed to spur one another on. We're supposed to push each other on. We're supposed to encourage one another to love and good deeds. I'm supposed to encourage you for love and good deeds. You're supposed to encourage me. Spur me on for love and good deeds. We're not supposed to give up meeting together, gathering together. The word meeting in the Greek is actually the word apisonongoge. And in meeting, assembling or gathering. It breaks down in the Strong Dictionary. It says, meeting for worship or assembling, gathering together. See, when the New Testament when it talked about church, it wasn't talking about a building. What it actually talked about was people gathering. They gathered in large numbers. They gathered together to encourage one another, to worship God, to pray together. 
as we gather with one another outside of this building. Don't think that just coming together on Sunday is going to be enough to strengthen you, to encourage you, to hold you through the week. You need to gather together. You need to meet together. As I said, this all started for me at the beginning when we had these unplanned gatherings in my backyard. Gathering together, connecting to each other, engaging with one another. This is what we are called to do. If you heard the story earlier of these guys meeting together from a small group to pray for one another, and you think to yourself, man, I wish that was me. I wish I had that around me. Then make it you. Make it you. Sign up for a small group. Do for others as you'd have them do for you. Call somebody, stop by, say hi somewhere. If you're not sure what small group to to join, start a small group. Talk to Pastor Charles about leading a small group and starting your own and gathering people together. Colossians 3, verse 12 and 14 says this, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each one... Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. You and I, we are supposed to clothe ourselves, each one of us. Yes, you You're supposed to clothe yourself. Yes, me, I'm supposed to clothe myself with compassion, gentleness, kindness, humility, and patience. Will you engage with the church today? Will you engage with other people? Because there are people that want to engage with you. Love binds us all together. So I encourage you, to love on someone today, connect with somebody today. Sign up for a small group. Come this afternoon and and meet some new people. Talk to some people that you haven't met before. Again, don't wait for somebody to call you. You call them. And now that we can gather together, now that we can meet better and bigger, Be healthy and safe, but you need to gather. You need to assemble. You need to see people. You need to engage with others and engage with the church. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you've put friends in my life, that you've put people in my life that have helped me through, Lord, not just the last couple years, through so many journeys in life. Lord, there's people that we can lean on, that, Lord, when we feel like we've fallen, they're there to pick us up. They're there to encourage. They're there to celebrate with us. And so, Lord, for everybody in this room and watching online, Lord, I pray that you will spur in them 
to engage with the church, to engage with people in this room, to engage with one another so that, Lord, we have people around us to lift us up, to encourage us, to celebrate with us, to cheer us on, to gather together and pray with one another, to speak life into each other. So, Father, we come to you humbly and we we ask you, Lord, to help us to clothe ourselves with gentleness and faithfulness and kindness and, and humility. And, Lord, that we will put on love if you've called us to love one another. And so, Father, as we go today, let us be that salt and that light. Lord, help us to do for others as we want them to do for us. Lord, show us who we are supposed to get, engage with. Show us who we are supposed to gather with today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you go. I encourage you, find somebody to engage with. We start this afternoon at 3 o'clock. Come and connect with other people. The Weebs are in concert here in this room at 3.30 to 4.30. We have food trucks in the afternoon. We have the Beaver Tails. That's worth coming for right alone. Um, so come, join us at 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock. We look forward to seeing you. God bless you. Thanks for checking out this week's message. Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.